good to be here with you this morning, and I trust that you have come uh, out of a desire to serve God. Probably doing something this morning I've never done before, and that's uh, that's okay. So I might uh, goof up a little. But some time ago, um, no, not real long ago, and probably all of you've heard about the um, condominium in Florida that collapsed and took many lives. But when they pulled the first two children from that, there was a heightened uh, emphasis on the tragedy that took place. And I thought, why is that? And I also thought that probably, and I don't know this, the people that were so distraught about the children being found, at least some of them, don't think twice about the taking of the life of an unborn child. And a lot of those people think more about the loss of an animal, a pet, than they do about the loss of the life of a child. And I thought, why is that? And no, that's not my message this morning, but that's where my mind started with all this. I simply have the title here of Life. Can somebody tell me what life is? Anyone? Are you alive? I don't even see any heads shaking. Are you alive or aren't you? I mean, okay. Ooh, that's interesting. All right, we're going to move on. I want to talk to, or I want responses from, well, let's do it this way. How many of you children are 12 years old and younger? Can I see your hand? Raise your hands high. Okay. Now, Brother Andrew sent out something that there are more under what age? Under 20 than there are above 20 in this congregation. Now, so those of you 12 and under, I want you to pay close attention for a little bit, okay? Because I want some responses from you. Somebody under 12, tell me where life came from. Burns? God. Okay. So how did plants get life? Um, Clara? God. Okay. How did man get life? Um, Charlotte? God. What? You sure about that? Okay. Twelve and under again. Is this alive? 
Is this alive? No? All right. Is there life here? Is there life here? Kayla? Yes? Why do you say that? It's not withered? Okay. Now, this will be here. This was harvested last fall, okay? When will it wither? Charlotte? It won't really wither, okay? Uh, it probably will, okay? And you'll, you'll understand. You're not, I understand where you're coming from. Uh, so, this isn't alive, but you say there's life here. So how does that happen? Burns? God made it? Okay. That's a good answer. Is that alive? Now, you probably can't see it. It's kernels of this, okay? It's just kernels of corn. Is that alive? Charlotte? Yes? Okay. <laughs> but this isn't alive. So how is this alive and this not alive? Now, I know I'm, I'm, I'm probably messing with your mind a little, okay? I would say this isn't alive either, but I would say there is life here. All right. So that don't look very much alive to me. So do I have a volunteer, someone that's uh, under twelve or twelve or under, to come up here and pull this bag off of this? All right, Clara. You want to come up and pull this bag off? Now just re just remember this it's, it's, there's something alive under there, okay? All right, thank you. Can somebody tell me what that is? Uh, let me see here now. Jonathan, Joseph, Joshua. What is? A green plant. Ooh. So what kind of a green plant? A live green plant. A, <laughs> a live green plant. I said it was alive. Okay. What kind of a plant is it? Charlotte. A corn plant. Does that look like this? All right. Now, we've said this isn't alive, and this is alive. Can I cut that stalk off and plant it and it still grows? Anybody under tw 12 and under tell me, can I cut that plant off above the ground and it still grow? Caroline? No. Why not? It's alive. All right, I, I don't know your younger children's names here. Sylvia? Because it has no roots, okay? 
I'm sorry? Nothing to help it grow either. Okay, well, I'm putting it back in the ground. So it has the ground there. Kayla. Okay, all right. All right, it doesn't have the roots. So how does this grow into this? All right, you see this little... It's a little hard to see. You can come to me afterwards. I could take the center of that plant out and plant this seed and it still wouldn't grow. Because there's a little germ in here. And when I put that in the ground, that will grow. Because the life is right here. Now, you all said God put it here. How did God put, this, put life in this seed right here? Um, Clara. He created it. Well, this is good. I'm glad to hear what I'm hearing. Because I'm going to tell you all something. If you all, you all are in an electronic age, okay? Do you know what you'll find if you go looking for where or what where life comes from? You will hear a lot of um, maybe it happened this way. It might have been this way. Or it was likely this way. Or it could have been this way. Or possibly this is the way it is. Because they're trying to search for trying to search for life without going back to God. Because that's where life comes from. And you are so right. So, now I didn't plant this seed because I'm holding it in my hand. Um, now, where was I going with this? Um, so, how does that get to this? Gracie. God makes it grow, okay? So I plant one seed, and I get just one of those stalks, okay? I dug one up last evening, and when I was putting it in the bucket, I broke a leaf off, and I said, well, i got to have one that's a little better than that, so I dug a second one up. So that's the result of two kernels of corn that had life in it. Now, I planted that a little over a month ago. I think it was like uh, May the 28th. I planted a kernel like this in the ground. Now, I don't think you could go down there on that plant and find that kernel that I planted. And I can't, yeah, maybe I could go dig a hole and plant that root ball back in it. It would probably still grow. But if I cut any part of that plant off above the ground, it's dead. Now, the interesting thing is that plant will grow and grow and grow, and it'll get taller. And you'll end up with this. But then that plant's going to die this fall. It's going to become a dead plant. And then you get something like this that's hard and. But there's still life here. 
Now we can debate whether it's alive or not alive, but there's still life here. In each of those kernels is the potential to grow another stalk of corn. Now, this is just a little side note. I planted one seed and got this and maybe both of them on the same stalk, okay? So you plant one seed that has life in it and it grows into a stalk. How many kernels do you all think, and this is for 12 and under again, do you think is on that ear of corn? Kayla? 48, okay. Clara? 100. Emma? 100. Okay. Gracie? Okay. Uh, Charlotte? 300? Okay. And you older ones want to guess now? I saw some lips moving back there. All right, Gerald, go ahead. You were trying to say it. It's at least 900. Whew. Boy, you all must have grew big ears of corn in Mississippi. <laughs> um, let me see here. If I put these two together, I about get that. Okay? Now, there's a couple missing, but there are about 490 kernels of corn on there from one kernel of corn. All right? Now, there's 528 on here. So, 12 and under again. How many rows of corn are around this ear of corn? Can you tell me? Um, Sean? 18? Okay. Patrick? 16? Okay. Emma? 20? Okay. I heard 16, 18, 20. You know what? Now, you're not right about this here, but you're all right. There is always an even number of rows of corn on a corn cob. It might be 14, 16, 18, 20. I've seen all of those. But it's always an even number. So, now this isn't a biology lesson, but I wanted to rivet in your mind that life comes from God. Now, back in when we lived in the South, um, we, there, there's a lot of pine trees growing there. Pine trees take a long time to grow. We didn't live there long enough for a pine tree to grow from a seedling to harvestable pine. And a pine doesn't die every year. The oak tree doesn't die every year, but it keeps growing. Yes, it loses its leaves, but there's still life there, still grows. What can you get off of an oak tree, Patrick? I'm looking at burns. I was, Patrick, what can you get off of an oak tree? Acorns. So what do acorns produce? Oak trees. So there's life in that acorn as well. You will never get a stalk of corn off of an acorn. You will never get an oak tree off of this. How do I know that? The evolution tells me that I maybe can, if I try hard enough. But you can't. You never will. 
Now, getting back to when we lived in the South, when people would come in and harvest a stand of timber, sometimes we would fix it up so we could plant crops in there. And it was interesting. There was a plant that would grow up from there. Now, I know I need to cover something up here so you don't, can't see it, but because... Do you know what that plant is, John? What that one is? Looks like pea. Looks like pea pod, okay? And you can look at this later. There's a pod on there that looks like peas, but that plant will come up. It might be 25, and typically pines take 25 plus years to grow. That seed might have laid there in the soil 25 to 40 years. You stir it up the soil, and that plant will come up. And the reason I remember it so well, it's a, it is a, a plant that has a seed, and the seeds aren't very big, and if you want to see them, they look a little bit like an off-sided off heart shape that's toxic to certain animals. And so we had to check uh, the crops to see if there was any crotillaria seed in the, the crop, in the, the grain that was coming in. Because if it was, that grain had to be cleaned, and the farmer had to pay to have his seed cleaned because of a weed that laid there, a weed seed that laid there for 20 to 40 years and finally sprouted. It's because that seed had life in it that lay there dormant all those times. All that time. Now, this is probably on my mind because I know some people that have gotten some uh, beef processed in the last little bit. So, if I would take a steak from beef and go out here and dig a hole and plant it, what would grow out of it? What? Well, it's, it's buried. It's, in, it's underground. Oh, I, you're younger than I thought you were. I'm sorry. Uh, that's, that's okay. Um, no, nothing will grow there. If you want more beef, there is a process that takes place that... Two lives come together to form a new life, but you have to start with life. There's a song. Um, let me, let me, let's turn to Genesis just a little bit. In the first book of the Bible, we're talking about physical life here. I won't read a lot here, but there's it's just... I've been impressed more and more recently that how specific God is as it relates to life. You look and on the third day, verse um, 11, God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind. 
whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind, and God saw that it was good. Yes, you can maybe change some genetics in there, and that's the reason we can get a better ear of corn now than we could have years ago. But you're always going to get corn from corn. You're always going to get peaches from a peach seed. You're always going to get an oak tree from an acorn. God said after its kind. And if I counted correctly, uh, in chapter 2, it says it ten times. That God made this and it was to reproduce after its kind. Always does. And then you have God making man. Life comes from God, and that life begets another life after its kind. Now, how do I get this from this? How is the life transmitted to this? Now, I'll let you older ones tell me that, okay? How does life come to this from that plant there? How? What dies? Well, okay. You all get aggravated, ladies, when you have all the silk on this corn when you're taking sweet corn off, right? I want to tell you something. If it wasn't for that silk, you wouldn't have any corn. And if it wasn't for a tassel on that corn, you wouldn't have any corn either. Because the tassel pollinates those silks, and there's a silk attached to each one of these kernels, that transmits the life back to this seed. Without the tassel, without the silk, you don't get this. And that's all a design of God. There's a song, and I thought I wasn't going to be able to find it, and then it struck me. Uh, the, the phrase in a song says, Secure is life from mortal mind. God holds the germ within his hand. Though men may search, they cannot find, for God alone does understand. I count Brother Gerald is a pretty knowledgeable man. Do you know what? I don't care how long Gerald lives. He is not going to create life. I don't care how much dirt and other things he mixes up. He's not going to create life. He's not going to make anything grow out of it. Years ago they said, no, I don't want poultry litter because... You're, you're bringing, you're, it makes weeds grow. Well, maybe it did, but the weed seeds are already there. Or maybe the weed seeds came in through the litter. But the life is in the seed. It's no other way. We'll see how time goes. We might um, sing that song together. So what happens is people are searching 
for a way to get God out of their lives. And I want to tell you, parents, if your young people go to the Internet to find the origin of life, they're not going to find what they ought to be finding. Because it's going to try to take them to life a different way. Like way back there, so many billions of years ago, something fell in the ocean and it started life, and that's where all life came from. It's a bunch of baloney, and baloney don't grow. I'm sorry. That's not in my notes, but anyhow. So not is it just physical life that comes from God. It's also our spiritual life. Let's turn to the New Testament. I want to go through the book of John a little bit. We'll start at John 1. For it says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And that Word in there is talking about Jesus Christ. Verse 3, All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. And notice what it says in verse 4, In Him was life, and the life was the light of of men. All life comes from God. Physical life, spiritual life, life comes from God. Period. You're not going to find it any other place. Any other way. Go to chapter 3. In verse 14. And this is after or during the visit with Nicodemus, Jesus said this, as in verse 14, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life, life through the Son. Verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Life comes from God through Christ as it, as it relates to spiritual life. And physical life comes from God through Christ too because he was there at the creation doing it. Chapter 5, verse 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God and they that hear shall live. For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself. Verse 27 yet, and hath given him authority to execute judgment also because he is the Son of Man. The Father hath life in himself and he's given to Christ to have life in himself. And then that's where we get our spiritual life. Verse 40 yet, ye will not come to me 
that ye might have life. If you don't come to the Father, you don't get life. It's that simple. Chapter 6, verse 27. Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. For him that for him hath God the Father sealed. Life through the Son. Verse 32. I have a number of verses here I want to read, so I'm going to just read through this. Verse number 32, verse 32. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. He, then said they unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you that ye also have, been, have seen me and believe not. All that the Father hath given me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all which he hath given me, I should lose nothing, but shall raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. The Jews then murmured at him because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. And they said, Is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he saith, I came down from heaven? Jesus therefore answered and said unto them, Murmur not among yourselves. No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me. Draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. As it is written in the, pro it is written in the prophets, They shall be all taught of God. Every man, throughout, every man therefore that hath heard and hath learned of the Father cometh unto me. Not that any man has seen the Father, save he which is of God, he hath seen the Father. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. I am the, that bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Life doesn't happen any other way than the origin of God. Make sure I didn't miss anything here. Then I do welcome you to come after the service or after lunch and look at some of these things. Why don't we sing together yet uh, that song? And I know some people have thought that maybe this song gets overused. Just don't forget. There is a God 
There is God, and everything revolves around him. There is no life outside of God. There is beyond the azure blue a God concealed from human sight. Verse 2, there was a long, long time ago. Verse 3, secure is life from mortal mind. And verse 4, our God who sun upon a tree. There is beyond the azure blue a God concealed from human sight. Side. you have another song we could sing together? <laughs> 